Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, the biggest swing game of the year so far for Grant McCaslin and the Red Raiders is upon us. We're into it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you. Wrapping up a week, man, heading into another busy weekend. We took a break from hoops yesterday to talk Red Raider football schedule, and we're diving back into that basketball pond here today as the Red Raiders are back in the LBK after a bit of a road stretch. You split those games with the win last weekend in Norman against the Sooners. You dropped one earlier in the week in Fort Worth against Texas Christian. And now it's the Cincinnati Bearcats fitting the description of the next potential victim coming up. So I imagine the guys are glad to be back in the friendly confines of the USA and uh, trying to get right and back on a new win streak. Yeah, the Mahomes-Kelsey Bowl. Uh, you're right. Um, yeah, and, and and it feels it's weird because you haven't had a home game in two weeks. You know, it's been a minute. Uh, that BYU game is like way off, uh, you know, in, in the wobble yonder there. But it's been a, it's been a while since you've uh, actually played at home. Uh, so it'll be good to get back. And again, the pressure is on the home team here to to hold serve. You've got to, you know, you, you've got a tough. I, I guess I'm just going to keep saying that. You got a tough stretch coming up. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, again and, and again, <laughs> everybody's got a tough stretch. Um, you know, but you, your your next game is in in Waco uh, after this one, and you've got uh, home games against uh, Central Florida and Kansas on a on a Saturday Monday next weekend. So, um, three of your next four are at home. That's what I guess I was building up to is that, and, and if you have any chance to actually contend for this conference championship, those are three games that you've got to win. You know, uh, I think I'm stating an obvious too, but but yeah, Cincinnati. They're one of those teams that I, I know or have – I've watched a lot in the last couple of days, uh, and I watched their game on Wednesday night versus West Virginia. But they're one of the teams, I guess, that I had a fewest amount of walking around knowledge. Yeah, I knew about Nick Van Exel and uh, Kenyon Martin back in the day. I knew Bob Huggins used to, used to coach there. Bob Huggins was actually in the building watching West Virginia – uh, beat Cincinnati the other night. So that's an interesting dynamic because I think he's still suing uh, West Virginia, but yet he was sitting there with uh, the WV on and rooting on the Mountaineers. But he used to coach these Cincinnati Bearcats. I was actually at the Final Four, and I think it was 1991 maybe. Uh, I, I may be off on the year slightly, but I was maybe it was 92, okay, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the Cincinnati Bearcats were there. Um, Nick, 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 the quick, uh, uh, that was UNLV and no, it was, uh, the five, five and all that stuff anyways, but that, that's my walking around knowledge of Cincinnati. Just haven't paid attention to them a lot. Who they are built like though, is a, they, they seem to me like a big, like a traditional big East team, like old school big East team. 
uh, big, physical, long, can struggle to score at times, uh, kind of want to muck it up and fight you a little bit uh, and, and make it real physical uh, and, and, and all those things is kind of how they're built. Whereas like TCU was built to me like a traditional one of these very athletic SEC teams that where do they find these dudes? And then, and, and they're a bit undisciplined at times. And, but when it, when it's rolling it, look out, well, this is uh this is like the big East version. Uh, but they, Callan, here, here's the scary part for the Texas tech fan. They start six, eight, six, 11, seven foot. You, you, you have a hard time matching up against these kinds of teams. You just do uh, on the glass and and otherwise. So, you know, r- really, they, they are uh, uh, their best offense is are missed shots. It sounds weird, but it's the truth. Uh, they they just like they go hammer their misses, man, and you know they don't shoot a ton of threes. Uh, and and a lot, they have some injury concerns coming into this one. Uh, Johnny Newman uh, may not play for them tomorrow. I'm not real sure what that looks like. Uh, he's one of their starters. Uh, that uh, went down in that West Virginia game. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. But I mean, I would guess that you're going to be a four to five point favorite, you know, but they, this is a Cincinnati team has lost five of seven, you know, but they've got, how about this? They've got Houston and Iowa State next week, two of the, the best defensive teams in the country, much less the Big 12. So, uh, you know, they, they'll come in desperate for sure. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of walking around knowledge about the Bearcats, uh, either at least within a recent era, other than uh, Cincinnati is one of the first 48's favorite filming locations. I don't know if that's something you put uh, in the tourism brochure, but um, <laughs> as, as you're describing some things that they're able to do on the glass, uh, definitely got my hair standing up because of what we just came off of. And of course, it's not like a new thing. Uh, it's been a challenge for Texas Tech there to just battle and if you can get close enough you probably have a chance to win ball games and for the most part we've seen them get over that hump but uh there hasn't just been a day (laughs) where texas tech has been dominating the board so i'm sure that has been a focus uh leaving fort worth the other night and you know i'm just curious to see how they bounce back because we haven't seen uh this team take many l's in the big 12 conference haven't had to really bounce back from a ton of adversity as far as the scoreboard is concerned and you know, I I think the ball game against Houston obviously was a different kind of bounce back challenge because you just got housed. You got ran out of the gym practically. Uh, against Texas Christian, you had opportunities that you let, you know, kind of slip through your fingers and you still had a chance there in the final minute, um, I think down by three with less than 60 seconds to go. So probably a different feeling. And I wonder if uh, we see Tech come into this one with a bit of a different edge, uh, maybe shaking off some frustration <laughs> following that loss in Fort Worth. Yeah, you know that's uh, we're we're about to get into a few games because I, I think on paper, you know, the Cincinnati and Central Florida's you you got back back to back Saturday home games here, and and those are kind of holy grail type territory, right? Uh, in that you, you you that's really where you're going to get the biggest crowd. It's probably the hardest to pull off the road upset uh, on on the Saturday as opposed to the weeknight. I don't know if there's any direct correlation there, but that's always it's always felt that way to me. I mean, granted, I guess you did it uh, last Saturday in Norman, but um, you're going to be expected to win these these home games, like these back-to-back ones. And 
it, it's what it's what separates the the contender pretender. You know, when, when you win the games you're supposed to, uh, and you don't kind of assume too much. And so, yeah, you hope there's an edge. You, you've got an extra day of rest on them. Um, you know, and they're coached by, you know, he's, he's a guy, Wes, Wes Miller. I don't know a ton about him. He came from UNC Greensboro. He's been there since 2021, I guess. Um, and he's uh, he's 41. He's a very young guy, uh, but he does a really good job. And, like, when you see this team, like, when you see the like them go through warm-ups, you're going to be like, oh, my. I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> they're they're getting chewed up a bit. Uh, I, I think, you know, having lost five of seven, but keep in mind, they just, they beat TCU about a week and a half, two weeks ago, you know, I mean, and, and, and it, that game was up in uh, Cincinnati, but their only other wins are against BYU in Provo, mind you, and then Central Florida at home. Those are their three conference wins. Uh, but again, long athletic, um, you know, they just rebound the heck out of the ball. And I know Grant is talked about it publicly and he's trying to find ways to be better at this but yeah you you you've got to try to be better on the glass and it's not you don't have to be a great rebounding team just be good or pretty good on on some of these nights just don't get don't let there be like a a, a large discrepancy like let's just hang you know it's it's like you know if you're if you're doing the tug of war man standoff just don't get thrown in the pond uh you know i mean just kind of <laughs> hang in there as long as you can and let other aspects of your game take over with some of your shot making and and things like that so um but i'm kind of i'm curious how the fans will will handle this one is there is there juice in this building does anybody play up the mahomes kelsey thing seriously because i was trying to find like what, what what could make this game more exciting because this is this is a game where the tech fans are going to be like Oh, okay. Cincinnati's here. And it's going to be the same way as Central Florida. They are vital. They, these are very important games. You must win them. I know we've touched on, obviously, the uh, battle on the boards, but uh, curious about some other keys we could get to within this matchup. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And FanDuel has more ways than you can count for you to end this season with a dub. Or maybe two, or three, or four, not five, not six. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score the first touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. National Anthem action. That do anything for you? Check it out at FanDuel.com. New customers also joining today, and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of 5 bucks or more wins. All you got to do, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Some of what we've seen recently from a Texas Tech perspective, I'll go ahead and take the first no-brainer key. Uh, Chance McMillan, continue to score a lot. <laughs> that may be number one on my list. I mean, that's kind of changed, Chris, uh, the dynamic of your bench from earlier in the season. Like, all right, can you get a combined, I, I don't know, 15 or so from like Walton and McMillan uh, back when Walton was out of the starting lineup? I, I got to bit of a higher expectation now and it may not even be necessarily hey it's got to be Chance McMillan but there's some thought even though we've seen it from him more recently uh that either one of those guys could 
could go off at any various points. So uh, I imagine that's been mentioned in Cincinnati this week as well. <laughs> hey, this guy coming off of the bench uh, has been white hot now for two consecutive games, and maybe he's a little less than white hot there in uh, Fort Worth. But the reserve conversation has uh, changed quite a bit over the last uh, you know week to ten days. Yeah, I mean it. It, it really has. Uh, you know, it. Ch- you know, it's funny because Chance McMillan is a, and I think we talk about him as being a shooter. I tell you what, we have slept on. He is a monster athlete. I mean, some of the athleticism, the alley oop last week. Um, he does a kind of reverse layup hanging in the air against TCU that showed it. Uh, I mean, a high level of you know, body control and leaping ability and all that. I mean, he's, he's just a really, really good athlete. And I will tell you, he kind of dinged his uh, his ankle up at the tail end of that game the other night. Uh, but I think he's expected to be just fine and should play. And, I mean, close to 100%. Uh, but he's he's certainly been somebody that they've, they've done well with, man. And he's playing his best – He's playing his best ball and maybe most consistent ball right now, which is the way this is stuff is supposed to work. Uh, some teams get get worse as the year goes along. Some players get get worse. Some teams get better as the year goes along. Some players get better. You always want to be in that latter category, and he's certainly doing that. And provide and it's the consistency. You know, I don't expect him to go for twenty seven every night out. That's unrealistic. Uh, and and six made threes. I mean, we can expect it, but we're going to be disappointed. Um, but I, he's starting to just be more of a steady force and 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 figuring out ways to score and, and things like that. Because you know the scouting reports are out there, and like you know, if you watch it closely, Kerwin and, and Chance, they're they're getting theirs at some level, but they're having to work harder for it because the, the I mean the. It's out. I mean, pe- people know, like, you know, let's see, 52% from three, 42% from three. Yeah, guys, don't don't let him catch it. Don't let him shoot it. Don't give him any space. Uh, all, all, all the stuff. And so you got to work a little harder. You got to put it on the floor, drive to the basket, and then you can kind of – maybe that creates a little separation next time you, you get a catch. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been I, – I think Chance and Kerwin, kind of that tandem in general has been really fun to watch because – one, one, if not both, have really been consistent, uh, and it, and it's it's, I mean, kind of created this larger margin for error for you. As we talk about some of the length earlier in the show and some of the physicality and things like that that you might see from uh, Cincinnati, it does have me wondering about our guy Warren Washington, who uh, we did see get in to the foul column a few too many times uh, the other night against Texas Christian. Still found ways to be impactful, but uh, I imagine that uh, number 22 is going to factor in large for better or worse, depending on how he goes. Maybe the Red Raiders go in this one. Yeah, um, and and Warren is going to have his hands full. Uh, Aziz, <laughs> Aziz Bandango is um, – he's actually a Utah Valley transfer. I don't know what it is with big men and Utah Valley transfers, but this is where I think Fardaw's uh, – yeah. Fardos came from too. I think that's right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bandengo is like a averages about. They're they're very similar. Um, they're they not they're not going to score traditionally a ton. Although they can they can throw up the the baby hook and the back to the basket shots on occasion. But it's a lot of it's a lot of being a lob threat. But then they just they're just both uh, really good on the glass. But I think uh, Bandengo goes seven foot two and and seven foot, comma. 
T-O-O, not seven <laughs> foot two, like the number. Not, not, yeah. So hopefully, yeah. I just when I said that, I was like, I'm no, he's, not seven, he's not seven two. He, he he's seven as well. That's seven foot as well. Um, anyway, but he, he averages about eight or nine boards a game. Um, he, he's a he's a constant lob threat. Uh, I thought you know he'll come in motivated. Uh, I would guess because uh, Jesse Edwards from West Virginia, who is a he he might be seven one seven two. He really got the best of of Cincinnati in the paint and was hanging from the rim every time I looked up. Uh, and he went for 25 and 10 in that kind of upset over. Because keep in mind, Cincinnati in that game Wednesday night, there's 6.30 to go-ish in this game in Morgantown. Cincinnati's up 60 to 50. And they're up 10. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, I mean, they're they're going to – they're going to roll in here off of a win. And then they just kind of slowly gave it back. And it ends up being, a, I think, a four-point West Virginia win, 69-65. But, you know, Bandango, he's an athletic guy. And so, yeah, Warren will need to to match it, certainly, and, and really win, win that matchup, if you will, if you, if you want to look at it that way. But they've got some – They've got some depth there in the paint uh, as well, so that's uh, uh, you know that that's something to pay attention to too. I know that uh, this guy has not been without you know any impact. We have seen uh, him make an impact, but I feel like it's been a little while since uh, we've really seen you know Darion Williams have kind of an easy offensive night. And I don't know if I should call anything uh, easy, but it's been a little bit more of a grind. Maybe we're attributing that just to Big 12 play, but uh, I'd love to see him have one of those that he had earlier in the season where he's you know just one or two off rebound assist-wise from messing around with the triple-double or something like that. So, hey, no big ass, Darion. You just want to go ahead and fill up three statistical columns. But uh, he's another one of those kind of X factors, I feel like, where when he does have one of those all-around impactful kind of days or nights, uh, the tech margin for error really grows. Yeah, he had a couple of threes early the other night, but then he got he got in foul trouble, uh, which is we had not we had not really seen. You know, when we were broadcasting the game the other night, I'm like, well, this is this is a bit different. This is new. Hadn't really seen Darion, you know, and Warren, but but really either one individually, but then especially not the combo of both deal deal with some foul trouble and it it altered the way the game was played and the way that Grant had to sub it in and out and all that, but. It's like when Warren wasn't in the game, you you certainly realized how valuable that he is. But the same was said about Darion too. Uh, there's just so many different things that he does uh, that I think uh, in in these games that help you win them. And it doesn't always necessarily show up in the uh, you know in the point column, but uh, but he wasn't as effective as he needed to be on the glass the other night. Uh, and just wasn't able to play the the amount of minutes that you're used to seeing. Um, so anyway, but yeah, he he's certainly uh, and, and he, uh, you know, it, it, thankfully, you know, we kind of glossed over this, but thankfully, like because last Saturday he kind of came out of the game and he was getting his like uh, foot ankle worked on, missed some time down there at the end of the bench working on the trainer and and, and all that. So uh, and then you had a chance th- th- this last game. So you know, again, you you just you you want to keep dodging these bullets, but uh, yeah, D five as they call him, you know, he's he's been a vital part of what you're doing for sure. I haven't seen him uh, as a double digit scorer since the Kansas State game. He did have 11 rebounds two games ago. He finds a way to impact a game, but would love to see him uh, get back to something uh, a little bit more consistent offensively. And maybe it starts against Cincinnati coming up tomorrow. Elsewhere in the Big 12 Conference coming up this weekend.
elsewhere in the Big 12 Conference coming up this weekend. They, <laughs> they tip it off in Fort Worth first with the Longhorns visiting the Horn Frogs. K-State goes to Stillwater to take on the Cowboys. You got Houston and Kansas at 3 o'clock <laughs> from Lawrence, number four and number eight. I wonder if the Cougars get a little welcome to the Big 12 down the stretch. <laughs> Experience. Number 23, Oklahoma is in Orlando to hook up with UCF. And you got BYU on the road to take on West Virginia. And then at 7 o'clock, it's Iowa State and Baylor from Waco. I hope you got time for a Barca lounger outside of the time that you're calling a game, Chris, because there's uh, plenty to take in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there's some doozies uh, on the uh, on the old calendar tomorrow. Yeah, that, uh, that Houston-Kansas game will get a lot of attention, and understandably so. If Houston goes in there and wins, uh, you know, because th- th- that – these two teams play each other twice. Uh, so, you know, Kansas has got to make the return trip. Uh, and you know what? I probably, I know I've told everybody, hey, say a little something nice about the opposition the night before they go into Houston. Kansas, I probably will skip that one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably wish bad things uh, there. But uh, um, that that's a, that is a really fascinating game uh, because – Kind of like we're talking about Tech and Cincy, Houston and Kansas, it's like everything that Kansas is really bad at, Houston is really good at. You know, um, Houston is deeper. They they just are much more physical. Uh, you know, the the, the – I mean, because Kelvin Sampson has said, you know, on the first day of team meetings, like he kind of jokes about it. He's like, hey, everybody raise your hand. Okay. Uh, and now, now this is who all goes after a loose ball or goes after a missed shot. Okay, so we're clear. Okay, the end. I don't want to talk about it again. Um, and and so this is their this is their mindset. You're good at what you emphasize, and and Kansas is just more finesse. That uh, they, they don't rely on the three much. That there there's a shorter rotation. So yeah, kind of a contrast in styles. Can't wait to see what what that looks like. How it's called. Uh, also will be fascinating um, because if there's one coach that can get some respect from an opposing from, from the officials, like an opposing coach in there, it's, it would be Kelvin Sampson. So we'll see. Uh, the uh, the TCU-Texas game I'm fascinated with. TCU's won three in a row. Texas is, is kind of starting to, you know – middle out and, and but if they can go in and win a Fort Worth boy that's that's a big time win but if TCU wins it I mean again they continue to kind of separate themselves uh with the top end and then that one in Waco on Saturday night is very fascinating to me uh with the Cyclones rolling in because you look at the rankings there that's a what a top 15 top 20 matchup and that's yep. where you go that's where you go next with that awful camera angle uh that they've got in the new foster pavilion i guess it is but yeah doozy of a day uh tomorrow and here for it i gotta tell you i'm interested in the oklahoma ucf game oklahoma's lost two of their last three but both those came on their home floor and they go to k-state they get a win i guess that might be one team that's like now nah, we're glad to get the hell out of our building <laughs> we'll take a trip to orlando but uh central florida's been a little prickly on their home floor and then You've got uh, BYU still holding on to a top 25 ranking as well. As they go to West Virginia, who has also been a little prickly on their home floor, even though they're an 8-13 and 13 basketball team. Yeah, and again, West Virginia is going to be sneaky uh, here down the street. You don't play them for another like month or so. 
but that that's just going to be I'll be interested to see kind of see where it goes because they're a different team right now than they were with the, some of the injuries and all the guys that back the Edwards kid yeah. specifically. Um, and, and Central Florida, yeah, that that's that they had Baylor uh, down I think the other night and then just couldn't hold on and, and Baylor I think was just saying you know we're tired of losing we've lost three in a row Let, let's let's do something about it. And then Langston Love went went nuts. Um, you know, ba- Baylor is one of these teams too that is j- just as I'm talking about the league in general. People have slept on them. They've they've lost those three in a row. Been uncharacteristic. Uh, you know, they lost three in a row last year, but. Uh, they are also playing a couple of freshmen. And I think those guys are going to continue to emerge and be a lot better as we roll along here. Like in a, in a few weeks, they're going to be better than they are now kind of thing. And so I, I just, they could be somebody that you don't want to have to deal with uh, down the tail end. And, and the Red Raiders still have two games against uh, these Bears. But yeah, Central Florida and Johnny Dawkins' team has proven to be a, a tough out. C- Cincinnati and Central Florida, very similar. Well coached, they've got pieces, but it, it's like they're realizing the, the night in, night out uh, thing that you've got uh, going here. So well, that's what I was going to say. In in their previous leagues, these are probably much different experiences as far as just like cruising to the NCAA tournament or whatever. I don't. Maybe that's a little too much, but I yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing about Cincinnati. Like, I good basketball team. How good are you in the Big Twelve Conference? And I guess we're going to find out down the stretch. Yes, we are. I mean, you know, it, it, it's hard to survive a because there's people that have talked about Cincinnati. I mean, their net is going to be around like the 33 or 34 range. I think Texas Tech's net ranking right now is like around 28, 29. So, like as far as the data goes, that that's meaningful. That they're they're very similar. Uh, Central Florida is a bit below that. Uh, but people will talk about Cincinnati as an NCAA tournament team. But it's hard to survive a you know, we, we've lost five of seven stretch unless you get it really turned around. I mean, Cincinnati lost, I think, what, six in a row last year and won the whole thing. But you've got to – but they ended up turning it around and kind of just rolling toward the tail end. I mean, I, you know, Cincinnati's going to have to – they can't continue to be middling or they're going to have to start rattling them off if they want to get into the tournament. It's just hard to survive a, a five losing five of seven stretch. Man, and hoping for a great environment from United Supermarkets Arena because this is really like a uh, a seesaw kind of game for Texas Tech as far as what what your profile is going to be as a team down the stretch in the Big 12 Conference. I, I think we've had to agree for the most part up to this point. You've been playing with some house money, particularly because of what you've done on the road and some of the wins that you've gotten there. But I think in general, you have exceeded expectations, certainly mine, for year number one under Grant McCaslin, as far as your Big 12 resume is concerned, holding serve on your home floor, I think still kind of keeps you with some of that house money, Chris. But if you slip up and you drop one like this, or even what we talked about uh, upcoming with UCF, then I think you could spin very, very quickly back into like, all right, when we get closer to March, are we going to be having bubble conversations? Or is this going to be a team that securely is there? Both of those realities are still out there. Uh, And it starts with these kind of games on your home floor as to whether uh, you're going to take this path or that path. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're uh, what are you uh, like 11 to no at home so far or something like that. Uh, Haven't lost. uh, But, but yeah, these are the, these are the sneaky tough games. These are the ones that everybody looks at and goes, okay, sure, sure. We're going to win. But like, you, you know, not everybody does. And, and, and you look up on a Saturday and you, you see, Hey, Texas tech wins in Norman. 
uh, TCU goes and beats Baylor in triple overtime. And, and it's it's the road wins that make the news, right? Um, and so you, you just don't want to make the news for the wrong reasons uh, t- tomorrow and over the weekend. But uh, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm saying that it's like when you look at the schedule, like Grant or his team is not going to look at it and go, yeah, sure, we got. No, that, that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm just saying like people like you and I, yeah. you, you start going through it and, and you're like, well, yeah, surely you'll get that one, you know, um, but. You know, not every, like I said, not everybody does, man. Uh, there is no Shirley does. in the Big Twelve Conference. No, right? yeah, don't call me, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I'll tell you who else will be in the house tomorrow night. You know, Joey McGuire's having a uh, just to work a little football into this conversation. He's having his kind of fantasy camp uh, this weekend, which uh, you, you you get a bunch of uh, the, the the faithful. There's a small number, I would guess, is uh, somewhere between thirty and fifty guys. Uh, they kind of hang out and all that. They they usually I've I've been involved in some of these before, uh, but they they are largely overserved, um, and 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 you know uh, they get pressed and pushed to the limit on on a weekend like that. But they it, it's an ultimate hangout, uh, you know. And Joey and his staff do a phenomenal job. A lot of those guys calendar on RedRaiderSports.com and. <laughs> It's it, it can be ugly. It can be hilarious. It can be, uh, uh, you know, yeah, not, not a lot of sleep, but that that group will be at the game. So I know they'll bring the energy. They'll, they'll bring the, the passion. And uh, I think uh, we should get these guys maybe out at halftime. Like when you have the kids play a quick game, let's get these overserved boys out at halftime for a quick, I don't know, 21 or whatever we need to do. You want to see some grown men die playing a full court basketball game? I, it, 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 I, nobody wants to see that. I tell you uh, what, I would what I would go for though is if they want to do like the bat relay. You know what this is? Like oh, when yeah. you put the bat on your forehead and you Oof. get to spin around it ten times and you Oof. come up and you got to run to the other end and keep the mop buckets handy, boys. Buckets handy. That's right. All right. Anyway, so maybe we'll see some of yeah. those uh, fine folks out there. I know we've got some listeners. Uh, yeah. in that group uh that uh that pay attention to the to this show so anyway enjoy yourself mix in the water mix in the water That's right. you go or, longer or, you mix in the water or, or three yeah suck or it three. in boys suck it <laughs> in you're representing <laughs> texas tech tomorrow okay yeah. uh chris appreciate the time as always man enjoyed it all week long uh we'll be back on the other side of the ball game for better or worse to digest whatever goes down from the usa looking forward to it man thanks for the time yeah, keep hope alive, everybody. See you at the uh, arena tomorrow. Enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Callan, appreciate the time, sir. Of course. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. We appreciate you being out there and hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. 